0: there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Today, we're talking about intimacy and pregnancy and all things in between. Uh, So I'm excited about this. I think it's going to be really good. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, so I feel like it's pretty commonly talked about how different babies are. Um, Every baby is so different. Even if people have like multiple kids, they're like, oh my gosh, this baby was so different than my other baby and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like as moms, we can sit together and hours to just talk about how different kids are and compare them and be like, my kid's doing this. Like, what is your kid doing? Um, But I don't know if we really share openly how vastly different our experiences with pregnancy can be. And especially we don't often talk about how drastically pregnancy can affect intimacy with our husbands. I feel like that's something that just isn't quite as as commonly brought up in conversations. So, Mm -hmm. um, but before we go any further, um, if you're wringing your hands about whether pregnancy sex is safe, like sex during pregnancy, don't stress about it. Uh, Some couples tend to worry that intercourse could hurt their baby. I remember hearing people say like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to poke the baby.
1: Yeah, seriously, right?
0: (laughs) But no, that's a myth. Uh As long as as you're physically comfortable, almost everything's on the table. So unless your doctor has given you a red light, for some Mm -hmm. reason, you have the go ahead and you got every right to go get busy. Yeah, absolutely. So for myself, um... When I've been pregnant, typically I feel, you know, the normal kind of morning sickness in my first trimester, Mm -hmm. throw up in the mornings or when I don't have a snack Mm -hmm. and totally exhausted by the afternoon. Um, And it's funny, I can remember reading in one of those little apps that I had on my phone that, you know, a second trimester approaches you'll likely start feeling, you know, more easily aroused or hornier, you know, as, as you're in your second trimester and it'll ramp up from there whatever. Um, no, <laughs> I don't remember that happening. I was like, Oh yeah, that's sweet. I can't wait. Like, no, I don't remember that happening, <laughs> which I was like, bummer. They like promised me this, like <laughs> I'm going to feel super aroused. No. Nah. <laughs> lie to me jeez alada you need to
1: start your own app especially with that voice you just (laughs) you can totally do this (laughs) the truth of pregnancy and sex
0: (laughs) it's me (laughs) oh other apps say you'll feel more aroused but sadly you maybe won't if you do you are the one percent. Congratulations. <laughs> I am the one percent. So today we're talking about that <laughs> one oh. percent. Oh my gosh. Jeez. But like I like some people definitely do feel that when they're pregnant is they feel a lot yeah. more easily aroused and stuff.
1: Yeah, but. I know a really good girlfriend of mine. She's like Paris. You're going to love it. It's going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like you're just going to be horny all the time. I was like, yes, yeah. And lo and behold, that was totally not the case for me at all.
0: <laughs> so, oh my like, gosh! Oh. <laughs> I do know that, um, even though I didn't really experience that. Jeff, Jeff is a big fan of pregnant Alana. <laughs> He just, he couldn't get enough of my belly and he told me all the time, you know, mm-hmm. how much he loved it. Not that he doesn't when I'm not pregnant. He tells me all the time that I'm lovely and <laughs> that makes mm-hmm. it sound like he does not He does. Um, but mm-hmm. just, you know, the novelty of the pregnant belly and all that comes with it. Um, and so him just telling me he loved it all the time. I think that definitely helped our sex life while I was pregnant yes. because even though, I did maybe have a lower sex drive. He just would make me feel really beautiful and desired. And then that would really help me to want to have sex more. Right. Um, Which obviously if you're feeling cherished and loved and desired like that naturally would come with it. So, um, but yeah, so looking back, I did something I did struggle with during pregnancy was having a bit of a lower sex drive, but Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that was normal for me going into pregnancy. And looking back now, um coming through pregnancy and having Theo and what, whatever um mm-hmm. i would say what contributed most to my lower sex drive all of my marriage until having Theo was being on a birth control pill yeah um, which i didn't realize so maybe birth control pills are we can have that conversation another day but oh, um, we
1: need to <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll bring some truth on that too cuz that's totally a huge topic and I, I just didn't, I didn't even know that was, I mean, maybe I'd heard that was a side effect. I don't even know, but I remember yeah. just being like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. So anyways, but I don't know if that was necessarily. So I think that was more, my body still adjusting to, cause I was on a birth control right up until I happened to get pregnant <laughs> with Theo. Yes. Um, so I think just eventually, you know, coming off, having that out of my system and then to now, right. Um. But yeah, I don't think that was pregnancy related. That was just myself, but
1: yeah. Well, I love that you're sharing like struggles. I feel like that's something that I don't know when you're in pregnancy, I feel like we don't share about, okay, like this is the raw and honest. This is how I'm feeling because there's a lot of stigma around, oh, you're depressed. Oh, you're this. Mm -hmm. And people throw labels on us as we're pregnant or postpartum. And I, hate that stigma it is wrong and it's very belittling to us as women because this is actually I mean if you just take a step back being able to grow a baby in your womb and then birth that child and then raise that baby that is miracle after miracle after miracle and we should be a culture that is proclaiming that over women and empowering women you know in this phase and so it's important for us to be able to talk about our struggles but to do so freely because then yeah. you're actually getting help. You're actually getting things out in the open without the fear of being labeled. So Alana, yeah. I want to share some of our struggles with you guys, especially around intimacy, because that mm-hmm. is taboo yeah. <laughs> in a lot of places. Yeah. So I think that's important. So like Alana said, she really struggled with her sex drive, especially um, with her thinking that it's totally has a connection with coming off of her birth control. For me, I had, the 24-7, nine-month-long morning sickness. <laughs> oh. And so I was just very desperately ill for my entire pregnancy. And Ugh. so I had no energy. I was, oh my gosh, like I was just, I was so sick. It was a really, Ugh. really challenging time of my life. I felt like my whole life had been put on hold and I just had to get through this for nine months. And I didn't talk to a lot of people about how I really felt about it because it totally was affecting Neil and I and our intimacy totally. Mm -hmm. And I was scared to talk about it because I was like, I was 20 when I was pregnant with Acadia. So, you know, I'm still newly married. This is all a lot of new waters that we're treading. Um, And Acadia was totally a surprise baby. Like we didn't expect to get pregnant. So it was just a lot of stuff and I was just like, I don't even know how to talk to people like about how I'm feeling, let alone, how do you get through intimacy for these nine months and, and continue to pursue this relationship with your husband when you're this sick? I remember sitting and actually looking things up on Google because I was like, nobody talks about these things. And I was like, where do I turn to? Like, what else can I do? So that was really challenging for me. You know, looking back now, um, I would totally give myself a little pep talk and be like, you know, <laughs> you need to work on your mentality. That's a huge part of pregnancy that we often don't make the correlation with. Like pregnancy and birth is hugely a mental thing, you know, about getting through the tough spots because there's I think most of us would agree those are probably the most trying but incredible moments of our lives as women um and our mentality plays a huge part in it so I definitely give myself a little pep talk because I definitely wallowed in self-pity because Mm. I didn't go out on a limb and start asking questions to people and looking for help when I should have right Hmm, yeah, I just felt like I was, again, I was so scared to be labeled like, oh, yeah. you're, de- you're depressed or you're whatever. Right. So that was definitely a big struggle. That was a big struggle for me during pregnancy.
0: Hmm. I really like how you mentioned labels because I hadn't really thought about that. But yeah, I feel like definitely if, if you're mentioning that you're having struggles that, that people would maybe start drawing lines and connecting dots mm-hmm. where maybe they don't exist.
1: Yeah. Um, so
0: totally. yeah, that's a really good point. And I think too, like, I remember, you know, maybe not wanting to mention if there was, if it was tough going, you know, if I was really tired or I was having a lot of morning sickness and whatever, because I also wanted to seem really like I wanted, like I was grateful to be pregnant, but I wanted, like, I didn't want to seem ungrateful, you know? You don't want to seem like, oh, well, this is such a big burden on me, this... Baby, you know, because you, Mm -hmm. you're so thankful to be pregnant and you're excited, but it's like, but I don't want to just hide the fact that I also am having some struggles at the same time. Yeah. It's a weird balancing act or it felt like I had to try and balance somehow.
1: And and I did too. I totally feel you on that. And it makes me sad looking back because now I would go through things a lot differently, or I, I would like to say that I would think I would go through things a lot differently because I would just challenge, you know, like the typical status quo on, on how our culture deals with pregnancy and pregnant women. And a lot of it, I believe it's truly twisted and it's not empowering. It's actually quite degrading, you know, because we're scared to talk about, like, like you're saying, like things get really hard. We're scared to talk about it because we're just going to be like Bleh! written off or you're dealing with this. You need to get medication for that. Like, why do people view pregnancy as like this instant medical condition instead of you're a real human being
0: going through just a lot of stuff? It's a mm. huge
1: juggling act.
0: Yeah. And there's hormones and things are changing. So, yeah. and your body's hormones. changing. <laughs> <laughs> Boobs are growing. It's like, mm-hmm. what's going on with your body? Yeah, but. seriously. So,
1: yeah, there's totally struggles. So, Alan and I really wanted to talk openly, you know, outside of our own personal struggles, um, some things that we each work through that did help with intimacy. So, We want to cover positions and different, um, things we can do intimately with our husbands. And we want to put some emphasis on you as a pregnant mama, um, to not just always be focused on baby or pleasing your husband. You should be, you should be delving in pleasure as well Mm -hmm. during pregnancy. The intimacy is about you and your man. And so taking a step back and caring for yourself and being intentional about filling yourself in these ways is super important. Like Alani mentioned earlier how much Jeff poured into you and how much he loved you as his pregnant wife and he thought that was beautiful and amazing. And that was huge for you. And, and I will say the same thing for me. Neil loved that. He loved seeing me pregnant and that was huge for me as well. So that was really awesome. And, um, it's important that our husbands take that initiative to go the extra mile for us, you know, especially when we're going through big struggles in pregnancy and intimacy comes up. So I want to make that point because we often will just tend to put ourselves on the back burner and we'll be like, eh, whatever, I'll do this for you and this for baby. And we forget to pour into ourselves or to, you know, willingly accept what our husbands are you know, doing for us and saying for us and complimenting it and taking it seriously and believing Mm -hmm. them, you know, and letting it affect
0: us in a good way. Yeah. Nope. That's so good. So to go into sharing favorite pregnancy positions, um, like I know personally, I don't really remember being like, oh, uh, this isn't really as comfortable or like maybe I guess once I was like super pregnant and then your belly's mm-hmm. in the way and certain things yeah. just like, <laughs> eh, this isn't working like it used to. Yeah. Um, so anyways, the couple that, um, I kind of thought of where could just kind of, you know, where your belly wouldn't be pressed up against your husband or whatever. So, yeah. um, the first one that came to mind for me was, um, like spooning sex. Yeah. So pretty self-explanatory. I'm sure you guys yeah. maybe have all heard of it. If not, I can yeah. post it on our, um, yeah, uh, hump, on our day. hump day. Mm-hmm. Maybe that can be this week's hump day position, um, or yeah. I can share all three of these so you guys can see the. That's
1: uh, good. We should yeah. focus it all on on pregnancy this week, which would be awesome. Spooning yeah. is such a good way, especially if you deal with a lot of discomfort. Or, you know, maybe you've had physical struggles during your pregnancy. So husband behind you and you're in the front and it's gentle and it's tender and it's typically the safest position if you've been going through a lot of hardships in your pregnancy.
0: So that's a really good one. So the second one would be, so cowgirl or reverse cowgirl. So you're on top of your husband. I do we know how you would describe this
1: <laughs> either facing know, him like, or facing away word? from him
0: yeah. um and straddling, straddling
1: him. him there you go yeah
0: yeah so i know sometimes it can be easier being on top especially mm-hmm. i feel like when you're pregnant and things are maybe sensitive or yes. um you know just feeling different down there than normal it's yes. nice to be on top because you can kind of control how like deep penetration is and yes. also you know kind of guide how things go in that sense. So I think that could be really helpful. Yeah, that's a big one too. Because you'll see
1: kind of a reoccurring theme in these positions that Mm -hmm. Alana put together is it's very much um, about being aware of your comfort as a pregnant mama because that's really huge. So it's fun too. This is a total, (laughs) totally (laughs) off topic. But this is a fun point of life. And I want to challenge us as women to think this way, that, you know, we could take advantage of this time of being pregnant and kind of maybe switching things up in your sex life with your husband, you know, you taking charge a little bit more, maybe, whereas before you didn't, or, you know, like kind of, kind of switching things up. And I know personally, a lot of the girlfriends that I talk to, um, our husbands love it when, we kind of take charge a little bit and we show them what we like because we are all too often the ones to not do that, you know, and we'll be quieter and it's kind of just a reoccurring theme. I'm not saying everyone's the same, but I know within my circle of girlfriends, that was definitely a big topic that we we've talked about and, you know, we're growing out of and, and changing and developing. Yeah. Um, and, and this is a really good time to kind of take advantage of that.
0: All right. So number three is, I, I called it tabletop. I wasn't really sure <laughs> how to kind of name it to describe it properly, but I guess you could do it on a table or on your bed. Um, mm-hmm. But so basically lying down and like your butts near the end of the bed or table. Mm-hmm. And then your husband is standing and supporting your legs while he's standing. Yes. At the end of the yeah. bed or table or couch or counter or. Yeah. Cause that's also another good one. That's good for also being able to,
1: um, gauge what is comfortable or not with penetration as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then it's kind of fun. Like, I don't know, cause I guess even with cowgirl or same mm-hmm. with this one, it's like your husband just gets the full view of you. <laughs> I don't
1: that know. That is
0: huge for like the visual, yeah. right?
1: Like that is totally a big gift for them.
0: Yeah for sure so it's like I don't know if you're normally like like me where I you know I like the lamp on I don't like the full light on not not because I want to hide what my body looks like or whatever not that I'm insecure about that but just I like it's you know it's like a cozy mood like I like it kind of cozy and darker and Mm -hmm. um but I understand how for Jeff it would probably be be a gift, like you mentioned. If I kept the totally. lights on and I, and I let myself totally. just be in full view, you would love that. So, yeah, yeah, I like that you said that. Yeah. So we I also, also wanted to address when you are so pregnant and so mm-hmm. big um, on bed rest, um, like I was for the last little bit of my pregnancy with you, or just so exhausted that maybe yeah. just normal rolling in the sheets. Isn't even an option for you, isn't mm. something that's on your radar at all. Like there's other things going on. Um, so we wanted to give you some options there as well. Yeah. So I think we'll take it back to like
1: just the simplicities of intimacy that we probably often overlook when you know, we're maybe in a busy season and we're going in pregnancy, things do slow down for us, you know, in the bedroom or even relationally a lot of times because we slow down. (laughs) Yeah. So we should take advantage of that, you know, start doing massages together again, start doing, you know, maybe you really love tickling each other. There's certain massages you each love and you could totally delve into that again and make intimacy a beautiful experience, you know, without... The sexual part of it, you know, in terms of like actually having penetration. So you can just mm-hmm. get intimate together that way. Doesn't need to be sexual, just intimate. Do your massaging, do your tickling. And I think that's a really beautiful thing to incorporate. And then, like Alana said, if you're on bed rest or you're having complications with your pregnancy or you're just very pregnant, you're very uncomfortable, or you're very exhausted, this is a beautiful way to continue pursuing intimacy. Um, without it requiring any kind of strenuous activity on your behalf.
0: Yeah. So whether that's, you know, doing oral sex um, Mm -hmm. on you, your husband, manual stimulation, you know, um, for you or your husband, like you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, Paris, you know, remembering to that. Yeah. You know, I feel like for me personally, it's like, if I think about, okay, I don't feel like it, or I am sick or something's going on with me, Okay, well, okay, Jeff. Like, what can we do for you? Yeah, but to also think, okay, no, wait, like, what can we do for you? And then, what can we do for me? Like, to also mm-hmm. thinking it the other way around. Absolutely. So, pursuing yeah. pleasure for yourself as well. Yes. Yeah, and it's huge because there's so
1: many benefits. You know. Just, you know, even without being pregnant, that sex has between a husband and wife, but especially during pregnancy, because what orgasm can offer to your body and the release of oxytocin and all of these calming bonding hormones, is actually huge for dealing with everything from discomfort in pregnancy and just being in pain because it covers some of that even to, you know, the opposite end of the scale and it, it, it can actually stimulate labor, you know? Yeah. So there's so many benefits to intimacy and pregnancy, um, and, and definitely pursuing, you know, orgasm together, you know, him for you, you for him, even if you're not able to have sex just to be intimate together. Um, and it's very important to
0: prioritize that. So if you're feeling sick, you're feeling, you know, um, not quite yourself, um, you're having some troubles, you I don't know um, just feeling exhausted. You've got the morning sickness, the 24 seven sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like now, you know, going out isn't quite as easy maybe as it used to be. So we wanted to share some nice, simple, easy, stay in date night ideas for you and your husband.
1: Yes. Yes. This is something. Also, looking back, that I did not prioritize, and I totally would if I had a rerun. Um, Pursuing those date nights, I think, during pregnancy is just, you know, the ones that we did have, um, they will be with me forever in memories because I just felt so pursued and sexy, even though I didn't feel sexy normally because mm. I was sick all the time. And, you know, we'll right. just get... We'll be our own worst critics during pregnancy. Everything's changing. You feel differently. You look differently. You know, sometimes we're just struggling with, all the excess weight or we're struggling with skin issues or we're just struggling with sickness, like whatever it is, we often just don't feel sexy (laughs) pregnant. You know, like you hear that more often than women who are like, Oh, I totally love pregnancy. I, I was so sexy pregnancy. So we want to encourage to bring this back. And this is a way that we're allowed are like, Hey, you know, doing date night in ideas, we could totally help to cultivate that mentality within, you know, our podcast here and hopefully to you guys with, Hey, like we could totally pursue this together.
0: Yeah. And to make it seem like it's not out of reach. Cause we know that, you know, people are busy and, you know, going out for fancy meals all the time is expensive or, you know, doing these extravagant dates. So it's like, okay, well let's make it simple and doable. So, yes. So the first thing that came to mind for me, which I guess naturally, um, as a photographer was to do a little home, do it yourself photo session. So Mm -hmm. as a photographer, I hope that you (laughs) have someone taking photos of you getting maternity photos done, or at least plan to have newborn photos. That's maybe, that's, that's not the point of this, but side note, do it. Um, but also (laughs) just take, take some photos together, grab your phone, you know, phones, Mm -hmm. cameras are fantastic these days, grab a camera, doesn't have to be fancy, but just to document your bump before it's gone. So Mm -hmm. set up a self timer. And I know sometimes, you know, like Paris mentioned, like you don't feel sexy, but sometimes you do. Like I remember sometimes feeling so sexy, like so pretty and Mm -hmm. like something about the bump, you don't just make you feel like I was like, oh yeah, I am like a hot piece of meat right now. Like Mm-hmm. I just look so good. So there's times when that comes and what it does, jump on it and get the self-timer, snuggle up with your husband, get a couple of pictures. Um, and I feel like that's a great way to build connection as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to segue on that too a little bit, Alana. We were gifted a maternity session by a friend when we were pregnant with Acadia. And that was a moment when I felt so beautiful. I was on spotlight. Uh-huh. Neil was all googly eyes all over me. And I had this stunning maternity dress that I invested in. I was so worth it. And I have those pictures on my wall and I love them. And, it, you know, it always brings back like the, the whole feeling of that experience. You know, my favorite one is I was standing in my dress and it was so, so pretty And I went all out. I did my hair my makeup. I just went all out. And Neil was kneeling and he was holding my belly and he was kissing my belly. And he was looking Mm -hmm. up at me. And he was just like ecstatic in that moment. And now I have that picture forever. And that's just a beautiful memory for me, you know, of despite the hardship of my pregnancy, you know, this is a beautiful thing. And it was caught on camera, you know, and it just, it just brought forth a whole new feelings of thankfulness, you know, and you know, you talk about long suffering in the Bible and that was long suffering for me, you know, in my pregnancy, but there's so many moments of beauty throughout it and it's all worth it. And that's what that photo session did for me. Like it changed things up for my mentality and my attitude and looking back. And so, you know, I'll go a step further and say, if, if you don't, you know, you should do these DIY sessions together. I'm all for that. But go a step further and definitely, like Alana said, do that. Do your sessions together because they're so beautiful to have those memories. And that's a fun date. It totally mm-hmm. is.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's funny too. Um, like you got maternity photos done by someone. But Jeff and I did this. Like all of my maternity mm-hmm. photos I have are ones that either I took myself mm-hmm. or – Jeff and I took together. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. Like now going forward, um, if I was to get maternity photos done again, I would get someone to do them for us because we have Theo. So it's different, but yes, no, I love
1: it. <laughs> it's different after you have several babies.
0: <laughs> yeah. So my second date night idea was to watch some pregnancy themed movies. Mm-hmm. We definitely did this when I was pregnant and there's so, there's so many good ones out there. Um, yeah, I, you can Google it, making less than maybe in a, one of our stories this week, we can list some and save it in the highlight for you. Mm Um, but yeah, make it unique, you know, spiff up your, your living room, put some blankets on the floor or just cozy up your couch, get some popcorn. Um, yeah, make it a little fun movie night. Yes. Maybe try the Try the tabletop on your couch after. <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go. Go all out. Make it an experience. That's what I was just going to say. Make yeah. it an experience. It's so fun to plan things um, and have it as a surprise. You know, either your husband doing this for you or vice versa. It just, It just makes it such a fun date night. Okay. So number three is do an indoor picnic. Order in some of your favorite food. Um, go spicy. If you're wanting to come, soon. <laughs> whether that's a myth or not, it don't matter. Just go for it. If you know, you get to the end of your pregnancy, you're desperate. What do you have to lose ladies? You don't
0: exactly eat a spicy burrito. Just do it.
1: Uh, you could totally like lay a blanket on the floor. You can get pillows, you can get candles, whatever. Um, you know, Neil actually had a really good idea. And we did this one time. And he's like, you know, we're going to have a date night Paris, FYI. And he actually brought me out for a picnic and he told me to write some, um, really good conversation starters down. And we were going to go through this list. And he told me to do that. I was like, man, that's actually such a cool idea. So we did it. And I highly suggest doing it because you have some time to put thought into conversation and curating it towards whatever. And it's really fun. And the other person has no idea. So that was really fun. And I mean, obviously you can do like sit down and make it a fun event to pick baby names out, Um, all those kinds of things. What you're going to maybe have as expectations or what changes you're anticipating after baby comes. You know, these are really beautiful conversations to have in an experiential manner. So yeah, that's a really good one. Um, And then bonus too, like do board games spend quality time just... You know, together and playing and enjoying each other' company. There's so many good things that you could curate around a picnic in your house.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like too. Just thinking about it as you know, we've done our love languages episode two, but thinking about it as a way to not only you know, obviously it's fun for you because you're having a picnic on the floor, but think about it as okay, you know, what is my husband's love language? You know, if I, Mm -hmm. you know pick a board game that takes us hours. You know, we're playing risk. I hate risk, but he loves risk. And so, you know, to think of something like that, to just show that you care and this is maybe not ideal for you, but you know, you want to pursue this with him. So
1: yes, I love that. Love that. Number four is ladies, spoil yourself. Go out and buy some beautiful lingerie that complements your beautiful blooming bell. I am dressed up in it, surprise your hubby, I'm going to say this over and over again. I'm going to always say, make it experiential because experiences is like huge for me (sighs) (laughs) because they're my memories that I carry with me forever, right? Like I love creating beautiful experiences, but the reason I say spoil yourself and this is because so much emphasis, like Alana and I have said several times already, we put it on, you know, the baby, we put it on our husband, you know, and we don't stop and just give ourselves some meantime time and pour into refilling our cups and spending time with the Lord and specific prayer over ourselves and what we're struggling with and, you know, reflecting what we could do to help us get through whatever. Um, and I think going out and, you know, saving up some cash, whatever it is you need to, do to go get some fun lingerie or a beautiful dress. It is a beautiful thing that you can do for yourself, and I promise your husband's going to love it as well, (laughs) so do it. This Mm -hmm. is a good thing to make you feel good. You know, I shouldn't speak for everyone in this, but I know for myself and some of my close girlfriends, um, our husbands love it when we go all out. To dress ourselves up and to get all beautiful and spend time, you know, refilling our cups and then presenting ourselves to them. And they are like, this is an amazing gift. And I think that's really special to do, you know, as a pregnant mama in this, you know, really in the grand scheme of things, it's a short term of time that we're actually pregnant. So it's fun to give him those
0: memories of you like that. Yeah. No, I like how you worded it like that to, to give it like, make it an experience and yeah. Because it yeah, it is it's such a short amount of time. So to be like, Hey, this is me, all spiffed up, my Mm -hmm. beautiful glowing body, Mm -hmm. take a picture, and then take off the lingerie. (laughs) So Yeah.
1: Yes. Could make it so much fun. Okay. And then last but not least is our fifth little date night in idea, is go all out and have a big bubble bath date. I didn't have a huge tub when I was pregnant. So Neil and I totally couldn't fit in it together. Elena (laughs) didn't even have a tub when she was pregnant. So I can not say that we got to go all out in this all the time. Um, But the times where I was able to have a big bubble bath date with Neil when I was pregnant was just like a magical moment. So if you guys have a big tub or know someone that does, or, you know, maybe you do want to go a little bit all out. And go to a nice hotel that has a big, beautiful tub. That is just a really fun thing to do. And you guys, it just feels good. We know water feels good on our bodies when we're pregnant and it does a lot of good, you know, throw your Epsom salts in there. It's so good for your joints, whatever you need to do and just have your date night centered around that. Like it's, again, this is pursuing intimacy together. Um, you know, as you're not feeling good, Um, sex doesn't have to be involved at all, but this could be absolutely so romantic and intimate and so good, you know, for these times where you're struggling or you're just going through a patch of your pregnancy where you can't be intimate. This is a really good one to throw in your date
0: night in arsenal. Yeah. And even just, it's like, okay, well, why don't we combine a couple of these? So it's like, you're, you're in your bathtub with your husband, you've got your takeout food there with you you got a TV yes. tray set up. You're watching your movie together, yep. snuggling in the tub, right? Like, Absolutely. I don't know. That sounds pretty dreamy. And, like, right? I would do that right now. Like,
1: that right? sounds perfect. I mean, it's totally doable, right? Like, I love yeah. it. You know, you just start thinking about things and hearing other people's um, ideas. And it's actually really fun to start implementing that in your marriage.
0: And I think, too, like, I don't want to, you know, gloss over the fact that you know, some of us already have babies and maybe it's like, okay, well, this is my first pregnancy. How the heck am I supposed to eat food in a bathtub while watching a movie? (laughs) It's like, okay, no, I get that. (laughs) But, you know, make it a little event, have your kids go to grandma's house or, you know, even Mm -hmm. get a sitter. If none of this like in-home stuff is possible for you, you know, get someone to watch your kids, even just going for a walk and sitting on a bench and having the conversations. Yeah. Um, but just making a point to prioritize intimacy with your husband—not only sexually, but just reconnecting, yes. chatting, and just yeah, reconnecting.
1: Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace the truth. While we're at it, we're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes. We'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.